Welcome to Playing With Your Food, the show that proves cooking can be easier than your best friend's girlfriend. I'm your host, Misa, and today we dive into the two cooking methods you'll ever use, either at home or professionally. We'll also cover flavors and seasonings and how you can use them to add a little extra oomph to your dishes. And now, without further ado, on with the show. So what do baking, broiling, roasting, deep frying, and sautéing all have in common? Now this may seem like a trick question, however I assure you it isn't. All of these methods use dry heat cooking. These methods all take place using temperatures over 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Now some of you may be scratching your heads wondering why deep frying is included because when you deep fry something, you submerge items in a liquid. But even though it's a liquid, it's not water and that's exactly why it's classified as dry heat. Each of these methods take advantage of the heat differently and use it to make your meals amazing. And if you mix and match these methods, you can draw out flavors that you didn't think you could get, not to mention saving time and energy overall. Now the other overarching type of cooking is known as moist heat cooking, which takes place at 212 degrees Fahrenheit or lower. Now methods included in this type of cooking are broiling, braising, poaching, and steaming. And each of these methods utilize water and its ability to change phases when heat is applied. And among these methods, the hardest to perfect is probably poaching. Now if you've ever tried to poach an egg, you know exactly what I'm referring to. To get good only takes practice and someone willing to eat your screwed up eggs. Even steaming or braising is much easier, but aiming to get good with each method is preferred among all cooks because you can open up so many more possibilities. Now, since we're talking about cooking methods, I do have to mention seasoning. And this is super important to learn because if you've ever experienced how bland and boring some foods are without it, you'd say the exact same thing. With some foods, salt and pepper are all you need. The natural flavors mixed with salt and pepper are the perfect combination. The hardest part of seasoning is figuring out how much to add, when to add them, which ones to reach for, and how they'll interact with everything else. And that brings me to the next important step, which is tasting. When cooking, make sure to taste everything, and I mean everything. This step will tell you whether you have enough of something or too much of something else. And this is why it's important to know what spices and seasonings taste like. While learning individual flavors, make sure to follow recipes until you feel comfortable with winging it. And that only comes with experience and time. Learning flavors and mixing them is its own reward and your diners can and will tell you how well you know your craft. Now the master chefs and greatest cooks all over the world had to learn these cooking methods and techniques to become great, and you can too. Just remember, patience, practice, and experience will guide you to your greatest meals ever. Take your time and try new things to expand your gastronomic horizons. Thank you for listening to this episode of Playing With Your Food. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with your friends and subscribe to get more tips and tricks. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to email me at misa at protonmail.com. That's M-E-E-S-A-H at protonmail.com. Good luck and happy cooking.